Welcome to the following presentation from Spider Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. And thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on 1061 ESPN. It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on Ridgefield Parkway. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Savon Smith takes the handoff. He comes straight ahead and bursts into the end zone for the Spider touchdown. Savon Smith from eight yards out. First points of the season belong to the Richmond Spiders. Third and seven, Virginia from its own 32. Spiders blitzing. Armstrong hit just as he throws, and the pass is intercepted. It's picked off by Aaron Banks at the 36-yard line. Banks, who had an interception in the Virginia Tech game last year, has one in the Virginia game this year. And that's how we kick off our year of Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill, our new home of our coaches radio show for the 2022 season. Everyone in the house, we welcome you. We thank you for being back. We love that we're back out on the road with our University of Richmond football coaches show. Very pleasant good afternoon to you. I'm Bob Black. Going to be joined each week by Matt McAllister, our football public relations director, and Coach Russ Huseman sitting to my right, and our special player guest, Coming up in the middle segments of our program today will be Spider defensive end Jeremiah Grant, who had a terrific game against Virginia Saturday. Five tackles, a couple of those for loss. He'll join us in the middle portion of the program, and we'd love for you to chime in as well. Text us 804-327-0888 or shoot us an email behind the web at richmond.edu. And if you got questions in the house, well, scribble them on a napkin and bring them up to us, and Coach Usman will be happy to answer them or come by the the table during one of our commercial breaks and we'll be glad to take your questions for those of you who are here this afternoon uh all right russ welcome back first of all i know and matt and i talked about it's really convenient for us to do the show last year from right there in the robin center it's only a few steps away from your office but i think it'll be a lot more fun being back out here and of course you'll get a delicious lunch to go with it from glory days welcome back yeah i'm glad we're back outside here and doing this i mean as much as I like you and Matt, it, it wasn't real thrilling going up there and just hanging out with you two guys. So um, it's good to be back out here, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get this thing going. I'll think about how we felt. Yeah, I know. Just as bad or worse. No, just kidding. Absolutely just kidding. All right. Um, let me start with a question. I think it was John O'Connor who asked yesterday. I thought it was really good in your weekly press conference, um, and that's your opinion of how the guys – did play and what you came out of that Virginia game with and sometimes in the immediate aftermath of the game on the postgame radio or whatever you have one opinion and then you study the tape a couple of times through and maybe you come up with some different things so now that you've kind of put Virginia to bed what's the overall evaluation from you and the coaching staff 
kind of as I walked off, I thought we competed really well. Um, we played a physical brand of football. Virginia played really physical too. No question about that. Um, I thought our offense was efficient. I knew that, you know, coming off the field that we had zero penalties on offense, zero turnovers on offense. I knew we were moving the football, getting first downs. Uh, my first thing coming off the field was we, we got to get more explosive plays on offense. Uh, coming off the field, I, I thought defensively we didn't tackle great. Um, our rush lanes up front uh, weren't near good enough. Um, and that kind of showed up on the film too. So we, we've been working really hard, uh, you know, to, to, to keep the quarterback hemmed in, uh, rush lanes, and, and then we got to tackle better. And, you know, sometimes it's hard. You know, you can miss tackles just by the poor angles that you take, and you don't have to go out there and take people to the ground all the time in practice, which you can't. I mean, we can't afford to get anybody hurt in practice. So, I mean, we had to emphasize angles uh, to the football, but we're going to have to tackle better and we're going to have to uh, bottle quarterbacks up a little bit better. I thought we covered pretty decent. I mean, they had a great wide receiver crew, tremendous quarterback. Um, I think for the most part, other than one, you know, big touchdown pass, I, I thought we did a nice job. Coach, you're talking about that running game, uh, you know, 170 yards on the ground. I think Aaron Dykes and Savon Smith split their carries. Just talk about their play in that game, especially Savon Smith. Well, I thought they, I, I thought they both played really well. And uh, obviously, Savon had an excellent game. He, I think he had maybe four catches in the game. Um, you know, his, his yards per carry was really good. You know, give our offensive line a lot of credit. I mean, there were – and Billy, our offensive coordinator, I mean, he was taking what they gave us. And uh, when we ran the ball, normally there were some pretty good – you know, some pretty good lanes in there, uh, and our offensive line did a nice job. So, you know, it's a combination. Uh, you know, you, you're going to have to block them well. You're going to have to call the right run plays. And uh, I, I think for the most part they did. And, and I didn't see many negative yardage plays out there other than a, maybe a couple sacks. But uh, uh, pretty, pretty excited about, I think, what our offense can do moving forward. Uh, you know, the word we used a lot in the aftermath of the game, and I think other people, impartial people, Virginia people, was encouraging for Richmond football moving forward. Certainly not the result you wanted, but encouraging with what you saw on the field. Um, did you think about, hey, how close we really came to making that a one-score game and really making it interesting? You had the two fourth downs that you didn't convert, the long field goal that missed, but if you'd gotten it to a one-score game, really anything could have happened. Yeah, I mean, you think about those things. I mean, the ball's got to bounce. Uh, yeah. You know, you you got to have a bounce or two in those games. No question about it. Uh, you know, the one fumble into the end zone, we're going to recover that one mm -hmm. if it doesn't hit the official and bounce right back to the guy laying on the ground. <laughs> um, another one that, that people don't even realize was they had a bad snap uh, to the quarterback on a big third down play. And it was a bad snap to his left, and it went off his hand. And as he turned, it bounced right, right straight back, back up, up to him. To him. Yep. Like, I mean, it was almost like he didn't even budge on yep. the drop back. You know, he completes one over the middle there on that one. Um, you know, you got to have those things. You got to convert fourth downs when we had the opportunities. But, you know, it's 28-10. We, we get the turnover. We score. Uh, we get the next turnover, uh, you know, in really good field position and can't score, but we miss a field goal there. 
Um, if you know, if we get that one, it's a twenty-eight twenty game. We actually get a stop on the next drive. Uh, have a really nice drive down there, and we got a third and short. Don't get it. We go for it on fourth and short, and don't get it. And then they then they score and it's thirty-four seventeen, and you know it was uphill sl- sledding from there. But uh, you know we we could have made that thing a. You know, uh, probably a, uh, a four-point game. Maybe if we score the next the next time we got the ball, a one-point game. So uh, it could have got close. It didn't. Um, we didn't play good enough on defense. But um, proud of our guys. I mean, they fought. They competed. So I, I think we got a good team. Coach, do you think in that second half the defense came out, they were able to force a few turnovers and limit Virginia to only six points in that second half? Do you think they settled in a little bit more, uh, or was there some changes that you guys made at halftime? Uh, no, I don't think we – they, they may have settled in a little bit. Um, you know, the first turnover, um, I think that was Phil O'Connor caused that one. He actually missed the tackle, and what a great effort play. He got back up. And got the guy from behind and to, to cause the fumble. And then on the interception, Tristan Wheeler, you know, forces a bad throw there on the blitz. Um, so, I, did we play better? Yeah, I mean, obviously they had less yards um, in, in the second half and less points. But, uh, you know, that is encouraging. But, you know, you got to play four quarters. You um, you mentioned the offensive line a couple of minutes ago. How challenging was it? Um, and an update, in fact, you get to midweek of game week, and all of a sudden, Gavin Lamp gets hit in practice, goes down, he's out. You got to make a change two days before the game. You know how challenging was that, and how good do you think the offensive line responded to that? And where are you for this Saturday's game? Well, we moved Keith. Govea into the guard spot and put Ryan Cole to the tackle spot. So, you know, Keith had been working guard. Um, and he was having a great camp. Um, and then, but moving Ryan out there, he got some time out there, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. So for him to go out there and, and do the and play the kind of game he played was really a credit to him and the type of player he is. You know, we, we lost uh, Gavin Lamp, obviously, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, that hurts. Gavin was doing really, really well. And then we had lost uh, Derek Ferraro a couple weeks ago, and he just got cleared um, on the game day. He got his strength back in his shoulder and got cleared but had not practiced. And they said if, if you need him for an emergency to use him, uh, we made the decision that we weren't going to use him um, and we, we had other things we could have done. But uh, we got Derek back. Obviously, Gavin won't be back with us. Uh, you know, I get asked all the time, um, you go play Virginia, injuries. And they're always worried about playing these teams and, and, and getting injuries. For one, we came out really healthy out of that game. Uh, and I said – Normally, in practice, when you go against your scout team players is when the injuries occur. And sure enough, we had blitz pickup and uh, no fault, but, you know, we're, we're, we're setting. And if the guy that's supposed to come just comes, you know, Gavin's out there blocking him. He's out of the way. And the guy doesn't come. He just kind of stops. So Gavin goes back inside, and now a guy rolls into his into his knee, and uh, you know it hurts him there. So, you, you know, 
I get more nervous in practice than I do in games by a, yep. by a long stretch of the imagination. Hey, follow up on that real quick because we did get a, a text about this, 804-327-0888. You're good otherwise, just asking about any other injuries. But as you said yesterday, a lot of guys came out of the Virginia game sore but not injured, right? Correct. You're yeah, I mean, shape. they were sore. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I saw Tristan Sunday morning. Uh, he was already up and in the office. Um, you know, he, he, he's probably in the office more than, than all the coaches are. He's, he's an amazing person. And, um, you know, he had already watched the film. He was in there kind of talking about the game with Coach Wood. And, and, I, and, and he, I, I said, Tris, how you feel? He said, oh, man, I'm sore. But um, 19 tackles. He deserves to be sore. Yeah, but, I mean, when you play those games, too, I mean, obviously they're bigger than us. Um, you know, and and they wear on you, and and it, and it turns into a physical game. And uh, but, you know, we feel pretty good about where we are health wise, uh, and kind of moving forward. Coach, nineteen tackles for Tristan Wheeler, and it was kind of ho hum. He's he said, "Yep, those nineteen tackles." It's something he expects to happen. Are you surprised when you see that number, or did you know Tristan was all over the place? Uh, you know, I never really know, to be honest with you. Um, they said afterwards 19 tackles it didn't surprise me two of those tackles were on kickoff cover that's that's the other thing like tristan will never come up and tap me on the shoulder and say hey coach man can you get me off a kickoff cover team i get that all the time guy okay i'm playing a lot of snaps can you take me off this special team he never does and if you do take him off, he's mad at you. <laughs> and uh, so, and, and he makes, I mean, like, he'll make every tackle on the kickoff team. Um, so he's just that type of player. He's got a knack to make plays. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's just a great kid. Hey, one, one more, and then we'll, uh, we'll take the break. Jeremiah Grant is in the house. He'll be joining us here after the first – well, I was going to say after the first commercial, but he's going to join us after he orders his lunch. That's the most important thing that he does. So he's going to order lunch, and then, and then he'll be up here. Um, you, you alluded to this, Russ, but just overall evaluation of Reese Udinsky running the offense. I think Chris Anderson and I, one of the comments we made that we didn't know about him because he doesn't do this in practice and certainly not in the preseason, was his scramble ability, was his ability when the pocket kind of breaks down, be able to move that pocket and move his feet and stay poised and still make some kind of play. What, what overall did you think about Reese that our fans obviously will get to see in person on Saturday evening? Well, what we I saw maybe the first practice. You know, I saw that escapability, huh. step out and locate somebody and get the ball to him first day, and hmm. uh, and which was really really good. Um, you know, he 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 moves well enough, obviously, um, to get out of trouble to step up. Um, he's been coached really well uh, throughout his career. He has a good feel for for uh, pressure. And when he gets out, he, he's got a great feel of finding people. But uh, I thought his, his performance was really, really good. And, um, you know, now, you know, now we gotta, we got to take it to the next level and, and get some explosive plays along with it. Coach, was, he was able to spread the ball around to a lot of different receivers. Is that something that, you know, we have such a deep wide receiver crew. Is that something that you expect to see each week? You know, not, it's not necessarily going to be Jake or Josiah getting 10 to 12 catches every game. 
I got so many questions about uh, Jake Harris and, and Reese, and it made it sound like that Reese was going to get thrown to every single snap, and and Jake was going to be the guy. Uh, Jake was going to be the guy catching every ball that Reese threw. And I went, that's not how it works. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You know, we targeted Josiah actually the most out of anybody. Um, but you're right. We got Josiah. We got Leroy Henley, um, Jake. We got. Um, um, Nick De Janeiro, um, you know, now, uh, and, and again, uh, um, Connor. Well, Connor at tight end, we actually didn't get the ball to him at all. We need to get the ball to him more, and we will. Um, so, I mean, we, we got some guys that can go and catch a football and, and, and hopefully do something with it after they catch it. He's Spider Head Coach Russ Huseman, and you're in tune with Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill out here in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center, Richfield Parkway. We'd love for you to come by, have lunch, talk Spider football with us each and every Thursday from noon to one during this season. We'll take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to talk some defensive football. Spider defensive end Jeremiah Grant makes his first appearance on the program with us. He had a terrific game Saturday at UVA. We'll talk about all that when we return. Behind the Web is live at Glory Days Grill on 106.1 ES. SPM. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Again, it's Jones looking to turn right, and he gets smothered. The defensive end, Jeremiah Grant, with a big old bear hug on him and drops him for a loss back at the 10-yard line. Yeah, we talked about the Spiders. We're going to have any chance. It's going to be these defensive ends. We have to have a great game. Jeremiah Grant wins, wins right off the ball. He wins right now and secures the tackle of Jones. And right now, Jeremiah Grant joins us on Behind the Web. Welcome back, everyone, to Glory Days Grill, along with head coach Russ Huseman and Matt McAllister. I'm Bob Black, and we've been joined up here at the head table by that spider defensive end whose play-by-play highlight you just heard, Jeremiah Grant. Hello, young man. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Love to have you with us today. When you make a play like that that we just heard, what was the feeling for you, Seth? I mean, you're making your first start. It's at Virginia, big-time atmosphere, and you're getting in the backfield. Uh, it's just I get happy for me and my my defense. It's just uh, we work all week on practice and uh, how we see like uh, which uh, formation we're going to get uh, by the personnel. And then defense called by Coach Wood and then just make the play after we get the – Deep to play call. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> what was your emotional feeling going into that game? I mean, as we said, season opener at Virginia, all of that stuff. Just a, a little nervous since it's my first game starting, but nothing I haven't uh, prepared for. Is that something uh, as the game went on, you got more comfortable? It seemed like you definitely in that second half, you seemed to be more fluid and were able to make some more plays. Is that something you felt yourself in that second half? Yeah, I felt more confidence uh, by playing from – and it was also hot, but you also got to push through that. But uh, after that, uh, in the halftime, talking to coach and going through adjustments, it just makes it easier uh, after that. Last year, you know, you played with – Darius Reynolds and Kobe Turner. Talk about what they meant to you and how they helped you grow as a player. So Kobe Turner, everybody knows him. He was uh, <laughs> he was my official visit person when I came here on my official. So I knew him, and every time I had a question, like I'll go to him uh, straight away. But at my, I really didn't see him uh, a lot because he's not in my position. But Darius was really the one that really taught me uh, like what to do on like each play and like what technique I should use uh, off the block I get. So Darius and Kobe really like helped me, mentored me 
to get where I'm at right now. Do you uh, stay in touch with those guys, and particularly Kobe, who obviously is, is still playing down there at Wake? Uh, I haven't talked to Kobe recently, but I actually went to me, uh, Darius, and Marlon had a little dinner actually like last week. So, yeah, me and Darius usually, and Caleb usually keep, keep in touch. That's great. They continue to, to mentor you even yeah. after once a spider, always a spider, as we like to say. Russ, uh, uh, Jeremiah talked a little bit about his recruiting visit. We love to get the backstory of the recruitment process and hear from uh, both the player and the coach on that. Can you take us back to what you guys liked and saw in the recruitment of, of Jeremiah Grant? Well, I mean, we, we thought he was a tremendous prospect, no question about that. He, he was explosive, could run. Um, had a little bit of baby fat on him that we tried to get rid of. Um, but he, he, he was actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were pretty heavily recruited. I mean, he probably had how many, 14, 15, 16, 17 scholarship offers. Wow. And uh, his mom made him come to Richmond. <laughs> and you, you think I'm kidding you. She's the best in the world. Such she a is. sweet, sweet person. Um and and man, she's she's so good and loves him obviously, and felt like what he can do and get at University of Richmond was really good. So and maybe I'm wrong, but I I got a feeling we we're gonna lose you until your mom said, Nah, you're going to you're going to Richmond. <laughs> All right, well fill us in on that. Uh, is that fairly accurate? And what eventually convinced you to come to Richmond? That is fairly accurate. It's, there's a lot of things going into the recruiting process, uh, coaching the. Uh, the campus, academics, and it's just Richmond is a really good academic school, so it's just like that had to be one of my top three choices. Like, so going through looking at academics and talking to Kobe, and then uh, a couple of players that already uh, committed hit me up and wanted me to come here. So it was like if it just felt like a family before I even came here. So that's what really made me commit. You know, we always say when you get the mom on campus, you got a pretty good shot of getting the student athlete because yeah. the moms all fall in love with the rich. She's team. the best, too. Yes, I love her. Yep. <laughs> Biggest fan, huh? Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah, on that on that defensive line now, it's there's so many guys that are young and ha didn't have a lot of experience. I mean, you've that was your 15th game, first start, but when you look next to you, you had two guys that, that were rotating that hadn't played a snap. Just talk about – uh, how you were able to in camp to kind of get that camaraderie with those defensive tackles. Obviously, Ray's played a lot, mm -hmm. but you know, either uh, Matei or uh, Carson haven't played a whole lot. So, just talk about how you're able to in camp, you know, get that camaraderie with them. I say the biggest thing is just you got to have confidence. Like, if you don't have confidence, you're not going to believe in yourself. So, uh, it's just uh, we always tell each other, like, just if you mess up, just scratch that. You know, you messed up, you know what you did wrong, just fix that. And then just get better, and then if you once you realize uh, like how like you're good, and then you can make plays. It's just that's all you really need to. Yeah. Hey, let me uh, let me go back to camp for a minute. Let me ask kind of the hardball question here. All right, because in talking to Coach Usman and Coach Wood early in camp, we kept hearing we got to get Jeremiah going, we got to get Jeremiah Grant going, and then by the last week of camp, the coach was like, we got Jeremiah going. What was the camp process like? for you this year from the time you got back to first game at UVA? It's just camp is hard and like overall because we have the whole day we're just packed and busy. We have breakfast in the morning, then we have pr practice or meetings and practice, meetings, meet more meetings. So it's just like hard to start off. But once you get in rotation, it's like it's smooth sailing from there once you start getting and doing everything. What did you see there, Russ, from the beginning of camp to, you know, the first game where, where Jeremiah performed so well? 
Oh, he was kind of a knucklehead when he got to camp here, and he probably that's the that answer too. I was looking for. Um, <laughs> but I, you could see him, you know, kind of. I think he was trying to. He was getting himself back into condition. Um, it, it, now this this dude here is an explosive player. Uh, people don't realize about him. He's explosive. He can do everything we want him to do. He can be a dominant defensive end uh, in this league, no question about that. Um, but you know, it's always been kind of. All right, let, let, it seems like we're always trying to get him back into shape. I think he like like I'm looking at your drink over there. What is that? Yeah, strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. You should be drinking water over there. Um, Although so, strawberry lemonade sounds you know we refreshing. Get, yeah, it's healthy. It. Russ has got strawberry in it. We got to get we got to get Brinks always. To, all right, you got to eat this. You got to eat this. You got to eat this. But uh, great kid. We love having him. He's a, he, he, I think he, the sky's the limit for him. And uh, you know he should if he plays like he's capable. You know I can see him as a ten sack guy this year. Eight to ten sack guy. He should be. But. He's got to play hard every snap, which he did at Virginia. Played really, really hard. Played well, uh, but he, he, you know, he has to continue to do that. And I think he can be a, a big time player. No question about that. Jeremiah, earlier this year, we and talked. I can only say that because I love him. So <laughs> he's like my own kid. And I can tell, talk to my kids like that. Jeremiah, earlier this year, we talked to Marlam, and he said, you know, as defensive ends, you guys, it's a friendly competition, but when when you see one guy making a play in the backfield, getting a sack or everything, it makes you excited, and you want to kind of counter that. Do you do you have that same feeling when you're on the defensive ends? For sure, for sure. Like, anybody on defense, doesn't matter if it's just the line. If anybody on defense makes a play, we all get excited and just amps up the defense and makes us want to all make plays and all be better on the field. So what was the, uh, the the challenge against UVA? I mean, you're going up against a quarterback who everybody's heard about. He's a record-setting guy. He's getting all these accolades and these wide receivers that he's going to throw the ball to. What was kind of like your mindset to try and make them a disjointed offense? Mom, I just wanted to put pressure on the QB, make him feel uncomfortable, make him move around the pocket, and so he doesn't have feel comfortable back there and just keep putting pressure on him the whole game and the O-line. And how about their, yeah, from an O-line standpoint, how that went. And also uh, their running backs because the, the one kid was, was new in the backfield there. How about just trying to take away the run? We heard play-by-play highlight. We've got another one coming up from you. Um, how significant it was for you to take away the run when you could? That's always the biggest part of a defense because if you don't stop the run, they're just going to keep running all mm-hmm. game. So that's our, that's our big mindset in every game is to stop the run, and then that's, that's, obviously that's what we did in the beginning. Sure did. Jeremiah, I think a lot of people see obviously see the game and they see you know the end product. But talk about how much work you do, not only in practice during the week, but watching film, preparing with your guys. Just talk about how much work is built up to that game. It's tons of work, hours, hours and hours. It's just because you see, like last year, Kobe, Kobe's bringing me in. We we're sitting in the film room for two hours, so that carry on after he left. Now I'm in a room t- uh, carrying like the little guys for like two hours. And watch a film, taking notes on each uh, old lineman and what their tendency is. So, yeah. Hey, I asked this question to Ray Eldridge uh, yesterday, uh, and I said to him, I said, you know that guy that lines up behind you? He had 19 tackles in that game. Did you did you notice that? And Matt even asked Coach Usman earlier in the show, you know, do you realize that? Um, how about from your perspective when you got a guy like Tristan out there making 19 tackles. Do you guys kind of realize that and say, all right, let's make sure we clear our block and, and let him get to the ball carrier? We don't realize it, but like we expect we, we, I'll say we expect that from him because he's just a, a great player. He's a, he works hard. Everything he does is just full 100%. But it's just 
him doing that just makes everyone on the defense want to play better for for him. Mm-hmm. You talked about this earlier, how it was a hot day, mm-hmm. and obviously the you know the defensive tackles are rotating in and out, you know, seeming like every couple plays. Is that something that you get used to of? Just that rotation of going in, make, doing a couple plays, then getting the breather and kind of going in and out. Uh, yeah, it's just before in the, before the game, coach tells us the rotation, so we already know what we're uh, getting into before going in. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, some of the food's starting to show up, and I want to keep you for one more segment. All right, before your lunch gets here, we'll talk a little bit more with Jeremiah. We'll look ahead to the home opener on Saturday evening at five thirty, and the opponent, St. Francis, which had a real good game as well against an FBS team last week. So we'll get some thoughts from Jeremiah on all that. Again, you can chime in as well online behind the web at richmond.edu or text your questions to eight zero four three two seven zero eight eight eight. Back with another segment with Spider Defensive. Ben Jeremiah Grant on Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill on 106.1 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Oh, Behind the Web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 106.1 ESPN. First and goal at the Richmond three-yard line. Jones, the lone running back, takes the handoff, gets hit in the backfield and dropped. Jeremiah Grant came slicing through and made the tackle for loss. Those are the type of plays you got to have. You want to make Jeremiah Grant knowing he needs to make a play. We just can't stalemate down here. You got to win, get off the block, and make make a play, and he did it right there. All right, welcome back to Glory Days Grill, second half of our Behind the Web for our season premiere. Again, we're here each and every Thursday from noon to one. We'll have a different uh, player guest for you every week as well. Of course, Coach Usman will be here. and Love seeing everybody who's back. Great seeing all these spider faces and fans back in the audience with us. Athletic Director John Hart, feeling much better, is back with us. He's in the house today as well. Appreciate him being here. And again, hope you'll be here Thursdays, noon to one, throughout the whole college football season. Uh, did you make it a point there, Russ, for Jeremiah to bring that strawberry lemonade back up to the table, or or what? A little show and tell here? What are you eating for lunch? Uh, some wings, uh, buffalo wings and uh, barbecue wings, boneless wings. And did cheese sticks, too? I didn't, I didn't want to mention that. I didn't think you saw that. <laughs> he was hiding it around the corner. Yeah, I was. <laughs> You're a smart kid. That's why you're in Richmond. That's, your mama did teach you right there. <laughs> hey, um, go back to last year a little bit. I mean, you played a supporting role yeah. last year because we talked about, obviously, with Caleb and, and, and Darius. How much did that kind of help you? And did your mindset kind of change this year knowing that you were going to be the primary guy at one of those two defensive end spots? No, nah, definitely last year you can because you can see like the, Darius and Caleb are veterans, so like I took a lot from their teachings and what what they showed what they showed on the field and what they taught me personally. So it definitely changed my mindset because I see what they had to do for being a starter, the preparation that com- comes with. So yeah, my mindset definitely changed on that part. Um, now, last year was a different kind of year because there was a spring and there was a fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you handle that? Did, did, it, did your body bark back at you at all, or, or how did you kind of handle the two seasons? I, uh, my body, I would say I was in shape. Like my, I, my body wasn't really hurting from the spring to the fall. It's just just something we just had to do. It was something new that no one's ever done, so it definitely was an interesting thing. Don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> That's for sure, Matt. <laughs> you know, coaches – joked about it a little bit but how much physically stronger and in better shape are you do you think you were from when you were in high school to now basically your third season of college football 
A lot better. That's that's thanks to our, uh, athlete, uh, our athletic trainer Brinks. Like he works with me a lot uh, individually and uh, team. When we were on team, he just he wants the best out of everybody, and that's and that's what he that's why I try to give him. Is that something you know with with Coach Brinks? Is do you enjoy being in the weight room? Did you enjoy that when you were in high school, or is this something you had to learn when you got to college football? That's definitely something you got to learn because it's definitely like harder. Definitely do a lot more in the weight room than you do in high school. So it's just, but Brinks, you can see Brinks, Coach Brinks loves it, and then he makes us love it. And then, yeah. And Russ, it seemed like the guys really bought into all of that off-season conditioning this year. I don't know how many times I talked to you during the summer, and you were just like, "We have so many guys who are here." Yeah, we had a, we had a bunch here this uh, this summer, and uh, you know that's that's part of. Was it me or was it him over there? Was it him. wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you know you're blaring, pointing at me, blaming it on me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we had a bunch here in the summer, and, and Coach Briggs really worked them hard. They worked hard. Um, I, I say this all the time. We, we got tr- tremendous uh, student-athletes on our team, and uh, I, I never once come in and, and – you know, you, sometimes you could come in and you say, man, I'm, I don't want to look at that one. I don't want to look at that guy. I'm, and, and never once. I mean, the, these guys are as good as they get. They work hard. The academic component's important to them. I, it's fun to come in every day and work. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, we talked to Tristan in the offseason, and he said, you know, ending the year, winning those games down the stretch kind of really – you know, focus the, the the whole team and wanted to dedicate you know the off season, the summer, into being the best shape because that you had all that momentum. Is that something that you felt as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, winning those, I think we won like five straight at the end, and just it just prepared us for the next season. Um, that that I thought was pretty important mm-hmm. um, to a young player like you. Uh, we were two and five at one point, and uh, guys could have checked out. You know, they really could have, but they didn't. Won, won those last, I think it was the last four four games. I mean, as you were going through that last year, what kind of do you remember about that, that even is helping you now, that, that this is not a team that's given up no matter what the record is? I just remember our veteran players bringing us all in and talking about our season's not over. We can still be over uh, 500. And Coach Coach Usman also said like our season's not over. We can still fight towards the end, and that's what we did. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty impressive, man. Talk about you know, Coach Wood, obviously, as the defense Defensive coordinator, uh, he can be intense at times uh, yeah. on the field, uh, but he definitely loves all his defensive players. Just talk about what playing for Coach Wood is like. I, I love playing for Coach Wood because he's he's very very passionate about his job, and he he does the best for all of us. He's he's usually in the office all day from six a.m. probably to midnight, <laughs> and that just makes us all want to play like be the best teams we can be for him. All right, so this week he's in the office preparing for St. Francis, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday at 5.30 at Robin Stadium. What's jumping out at you about them? I know I watched some of their game last week, did a really good job again against Akron, but they used the two quarterbacks yeah. and literally rotated them every series. What's kind of jumped out that's, to you? That's basically jumping out at me, the QBs, because we really have to do a big part of containing the QBs and make sure they don't scramble out the pocket and get extra yards. From the from the tape you've seen, are they significantly different? Somewhat similar? What what have you kind of noticed? I've noticed they fought, they they fight to the very end, mm-hmm. and it's just we're not going to give we're not going to stop fighting. If we're up in the game, we're just going to keep fighting all the way to the end because they're they're going to fight until the for all four quarters. How, how 
how exciting is it to play at home? Now, you, you played at UVA, you played at Virginia, now you're coming and playing in front of your, your home fans, your friends, your family, and that home atmosphere, you don't have to travel. Just how exciting are, is it to play at Robin Stadium? It's definitely a little more exciting than last week, because now we got everybody like on campus, Robbie's going to come, and it's just, we want it, it looks good at home, we're going to look good uh, at Richmond University. Hey, Russ, let me go back to the two-quarterback thing. For, for St. Francis, and we talk more about this. We have one more segment still to go. Uh, but that, that is highly unusual, isn't it? I mean, that you, you see the two quarterbacks, and as you said yesterday, it didn't depend on what they did in each series. If they'd thrown for a touchdown pass or they were a three and out, they were sticking with their game plan. Yeah, they switched them uh, every other series and, <laughs> and, and really didn't change the offense up for either one of them. I, I do think one runs a little bit better than the other one. Um, and and you can see they ran a little bit of little bit of option with the other guy, but not a not a ton. I mean, it wasn't like we got to say when this guy's in, here's what we're going to call or do, and when this guy's in, so it's it was very comparable. Uh, they're both really good players, uh, and, and they didn't make many mistakes. No, they were impressive. Jeremiah, now you're into the second week. Do you kind of feel now that you're into, you know, that normal routine? You have off on Monday. You practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, a walkthrough on Thursday. Do you feel now you're more into that, you know, game week mindset? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm in, like, season mode now. I definitely feel more comfortable with my body and how I'm feeling. So, yeah. Uh, finish up with you. You had those two tackles for loss uh, last week. I know those were were certainly a great feeling. What's it going to be like when you get that first quarterback sack now? I know you guys got to love that. Uh, all I know is I'm going to be very happy when I do. Very, very happy. <laughs> you got something planned. Yeah, yeah one sack last year against Stony one? Brook. Stony Brook. Brook. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Stony Brook one. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a couple. Yeah, there you uh, go. Trying, like, coach. You had a game with multiple TFLs. Now get a game with multiple quarterback sacks. All right, Jeremiah, we'll let you go eat that uh, delicious lunch here at, at Glory Days. <laughs> Thank you. All right, and we'll see you again. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Yeah, Jeremiah Grant, our guest on uh, Behind the Web, our first guest of the season. Uh, we'll come back with our final segment. We will look more ahead to the St. Francis game at home uh, fr- uh, Saturday evening at 530 at Robin Stadium. We'll do that. Take some questions if you got them for Coach Usman next on Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond football. This is Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Glory Days Grill. Bob Black, Matt McAllister with Spider Head Coach Russ Huseman. Again, text comments and questions, 804-327-0888 or email them behind the web at richmond.edu. Our good longtime friend and supporter, Ivan, has checked in. Russ, on the text line, it wouldn't be a coach's show without Ivan checking in. Uh, What more can you tell us about St. Francis other than what we just talked about, about the dual quarterbacks and then... And secondarily, was the game against Virginia the last time we're going to play them? Or are they on future schedules? Yeah. Welcome back, Ivan. Good to hear <laughs> from you. Um, to start out with the Virginia one, yeah, they're on a schedule, I think, uh, in two, two years, years again. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they're back on. Uh, I think we've got Michigan State next year. And then is it back to Virginia yep. or is it one? I think that's right. Michigan yeah. State, then yeah, UVA, Virginia. right, Matt? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Ivan, they're coming back on the schedule. Um, St. Francis, you always like to know about the opponents, don't you, Ivan? <laughs> I mean, uh, they're good. I mean, they, they, they took an FBS team to overtime 
and so we we know they've got good players. They um, I, their offensive line is very experienced. A uh, lot of lot of snaps under their belt. Defensively, they do a lot on defense and, and, and try to create a lot of confusion, negative yardage plays. So, you know, it, it, it'll be a big test for us. Um, we're going to play well, and uh, um, hopefully we do and, and come home with a victory. Now, that defense, you know, created a lot of pressure. I think there were one Six linebacker sacks, had right? four sacks four themselves. Him, yeah. There were six total. What do they do that gets them that, that opportunity to get in the backfield? Well, they, they play a lot of different fronts. Um, and uh, they do a lot of stuff up front, whether it's twisting, tax X, whatever it is. Uh, so they do a lot of movement. They try to, you know, they try to create uh, where where they can get somebody free at some point in time. And you know, for our offensive line and running backs, I mean, it's it's going to be huge that we identify what they're trying to do, and whether it's twists or blitz or whatever it is, and get it picked up so we can get the ball off. Um, and and. So, I mean, it, it is it, it pretty tough to go against, but, um, you know, hopefully we can pick it up and do a great job up front. Does that put a lot of the pressure on Tom Elia at center to, mm. to call out a lot of that stuff, or is, or is Reese playing a large part in that as well? Well, I mean, it's going to be up to our, our, our whole offensive line because obviously they're going to – they're, when the ball turns over, they all have to have great eyes. They have to see what's going on and how, all right, now now we're moving. We're on this track. Now this guy shows up. This is who I'm blocking. Uh, whether pass shows, you know, a lot of different things are going to happen. Uh, you know, Reese will get us in a protection, but, you know, anything can happen at that point in time. It's really it's up to the offensive line to identify it. Matt was asking Jeremiah about playing at home, uh, and I – no part of the reason he asked that question because no conversation of playing San Francisco would be complete without reminiscing back five years ago when we wound up going to Loretto, Pennsylvania at the last moment. We've got a few guys who were on that trip. I know um, Aaron Banks and Tyreek Funderburk and Ray Eldridge was reminiscent about it yesterday. Uh, refresh our audience's minds here, Russ, about what that was like five years ago because I, I can tell you I caught up a little bit with their coach this week. Um, to prep for our telecast uh he was so appreciative of you and the spiders going there five years ago a little bit against our will let's be honest about it what do you kind of remember about that well john hart and i were talking about the other day uh, and the first recollection i have is uh, the, the, i kept thinking the tornado's not hitting richmond i mean the hurricane's not hitting richmond and it, and it ultimately didn't. I, don't, I wasn't here. I guess it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't want to come down. And, and, and I understand that, and that's fine. I mean, you, you're never going to risk any kind of uh, safety issues for your football team. But I remember we made the decision because it was ultimately going to be a no contest. And, and so we made the decision we'll go up there and play. And we couldn't find a hotel to house everybody. Uh, so we had to stay in two different hotels. Uh, that was a challenge between pregame meal and all that stuff. And then um, and then the buses, we got the buses late, and we're heading, and some of the buses are going north, and some of them are going south. Uh, it was pretty 
pretty uh, weird trip there. And then, and then it was it's, – it's, it's the way it is in Pennsylvania. Who's from Pennsylvania? Hey, wait a minute. It, it's always, You're surrounded It's always him. miserable up <laughs> no, there. It's always raining, <laughs> overcast, and it was the same day. I mean, it was an ugly day. I think it probably rained a little bit. It did. During it did. the course of the game. There, there was – we had uh, some fans. They had zero fans. <laughs> So, I mean, it was not a great atmosphere to play football. And thank goodness we, we threw the touchdown pass at the end to get the win there. But uh, it, it was, you know, and it's it's very similar to other than, the, you know, where we got to play. But with Sam Houston, when we opened yeah. up with them yeah. and all that, you know, it took, it took a week and a half in two days before game day to figure out, all right, we're going to go there, and uh, and we made that decision too. So, uh, you know, those were those were both tough, <laughs> tough games. And Matt, I know you were on the bus that went yeah, south. Bus, bus three of north. went south. <laughs> bus one went north. Bus three went south. <laughs> so that's why we're happy to have them at home this time around. But but all kidding aside, they are going to be a tough football team. Certainly opened the eyes with what they did the other day. I was talking with somebody who said this is a team that always plays with a chip on their shoulder. Uh-huh. Like they've got guys who didn't get quite recruited even by the higher FCS teams, and and they're out to prove a point each and every week. Yeah, they they do a great job of developing their players yeah. that they get, um, and and I, I think they're they get them to play hard in all three phases, and like I think I said the other day too. I mean, they play with the chip on their shoulder, um, so they're going to come in here excited to play, and they're going to play hard and and probably play really well. Mm-hmm. How important is it to get the team? Obviously, everyone was excited to play at Virginia. You know, it's the FBS game. Now you're on to week two. All that excitement of the FBS game is done. How do you get them to, you know, relocate onto what the home opener is going to be and how important this game is for your season? Well, I think you start off with, you know, we played Virginia, and but we didn't overhype it. I mean, there was nobody, you know, coming out to practice and, and overhyping it. It was the first game of the year, and I think that's what helps you. You know, you just – you know, we're, we've got a mentality, 1-0 each week, and, and, and I think that's what we got to continue to do. And uh, so not one time did anybody overhype the fact that we were playing Virginia. Um, I, I think our guys went to Virginia expecting to win, and uh, we didn't get it done. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be ready. It's a home opener, which is big. Uh, so um, uh, they'll be ready to play. Uh, one question off of the text line. I, I can answer this, and then, Matt, maybe you can fill in some of the blanks about Saturday and what's going on and the home opener. But somebody did ask if it will be televised Saturday. The answer to that question is yes. It will be on NBC Sports Washington at 530. I'll give you a little of the inside baseball, inside broadcast here. Some folks have asked why 530. That sounds like an unusual time. Well, we actually wanted it for 6 o'clock. We did want one evening game under the lights. But NBC Sports Washington has another game live. Live at nine o'clock, so they wanted to make sure they gave us enough pad to get our game in. So we compromised and went to five thirty, so that we we certainly should be done by by nine o'clock. What else we got going on Saturday? Yeah, you Matt? got the Spider Brews event, you know, pregame. Uh, that I'm pretty sure there's still tickets available that, that you can go to. That uh, it's obviously a, a really fun event. Uh, the Wear Red special uh, that you're going to use that promo to buy tickets for. Uh, military first responders can get in free as well the, by calling the ticket 
office and even showing up with their ID of it. And then there's a lot of, you know, the fanfare of that first game. There's gonna, just like a UVA, the paratroopers going to bring the ball into the, the, the stadium pregame, and there's going to be a lot of excitement there. The one little thing weird about UVA, if we go behind the scenes a little bit, you guys actually stayed in short pump, and you're not the only team playing UVA that's going to do that this year. Pretty, pretty weird, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, when, when we couldn't, there's not really a hotel now that can accommodate you. I think they're doing renovations where UVA normally stays, so they had another hotel that all the visiting teams stay. UVA has taken over that because of the renovation. So, you know, we just said it's 45 minutes. We'll stay in short pump at the Marriott, and, and that's where we house recruits, and we spend a lot of time there. And uh, come to find out that – uh, four other teams are staying in Richmond, three at that Marriott and one at the Hilton. And so I guess everybody – I mean, it's not bad. I mean, we – you know, if, you, if you're taking 30 to 45 minutes, it's not bad. Yeah, the police escort too, right? Yeah, and then the police escort, yeah. So we didn't have to stop one time. Yeah. Coach, how different is it going to be for you playing at home? Now you can – you know, Saturday before the game, you can look out your window and see everybody tailgating in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I always look out the window to see how, the, how everybody's doing and – really jealous of them having the ability to do that uh while everybody else is working but um yeah it's it's fun to play at home i, I love being at home so um we just we we got to go we got to go one and oh this week all right give me one more key to victory this saturday against the saint francis red flash team well i'm going to say the same thing i say all the time we got to <laughs> hang on to the football uh no question about that we got to generate some big plays, big plays yeah. offensively um, we cannot, cannot let the quarterback get out and get significant gains on us. I think if we can, you know, we, we can do those things. Those are the, those are the most important things in my mind. Uh, 5.30, I know that's the one thing you'd rather have. You'd rather play at like 7.30 in the morning if you could, wouldn't you? I mean, you Yeah, know. I like those noon games for sure. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, you're just sitting around all day is really, is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard on me. I don't know how I, the players may like them. Uh, the noon, the, the evening games, I don't know. But uh, I, I just play them when they tell us we have to play them and go from there. <laughs> Coach, i got to put it in here because Bob didn't ask anything about special teams today. Oh, so. I did. Never do it. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I gotta Tradition continues. I can't wait to see Jake and Trussler and tell them, <laughs> Bob Black didn't ask about you guys one time today. Uh, Here's your chance. How big are special yeah. teams this, this game? <laughs> yeah, I'm pr- pr- special teams, we did a great job. I mean, we, we probably – and that's the scary part when you play these uh, BCS schools is all of a sudden special teams can get out of whack. And we actually played them even and maybe just a little bit better than Virginia on special teams. So I was awful proud of that. Absolutely. I'll ask questions on special teams. And I love those guys. I know you do. And I, I love do. listening to Aaron with the accent and all that. We'll, we'll get those guys in here, hopefully, if they're not in class. All right, good luck Saturday, Coach. Thanks, Bob. Uh, appreciate Matt, it. Thank Thanks, you. Matt. Thank you, Bob. Jeremiah Grant, great job today here. Uh, we'll look for him in the backfield of the St. Francis Red Flash on Saturday evening. Thank you all for being here. Come back next Thursday. Back here again at noon. Mitchell Bradley, thanks on location. Robert Ole in our ESPN Richmond studios. See you at Robin Stadium. We're on the radio with the pregame show at 4.30 and then again at 5 and kickoff at 5.30. Saturday right here on 1061 ESPN. You've been listening to Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by... 
the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.